Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Merkland and Monica Weekly. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, Mertlin? Annika, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. Good to be with you today. You too. I'm taking my gloves off for this one. Great. You're just going to get a knuckle sandwich. Finally, fight. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, welcome everybody. Today we're going to be duking it out over this subject. On average, how many houses should you show before you fire a client? <laughs> I got to hear your response. Can I do you and you can do me? It'll be no. like role play reverse. No, because you're going to make fun of my concierge approach to the business. <laughs> ah, all right. I can go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. So, you know, I don't know about the fire part, but I will set expectations that if I've qualified them as motivated, that we probably uh, will, you know, will likely see, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 houses at the most. However, however, I will encourage them to understand that we also could see one house, they fall in love and write on it. It is okay to not see 10. It's okay. But I'm not going to fire them because we haven't seen the right house in six houses either. That's what I thought you were going to say. Okay. never fire anybody. No, I wouldn't fire them, but we would have a nice chatting with. Look, here's the thing, Monica. If you're showing them like 10 houses, that is around the point where they stop believing in your ability to help them, right? Is that right? Okay. It's scientific. That hurt. (laughs) I'm just saying like, there's only so many choices and we'll do like, I think one of our very first podcasts was, do you do a buyer consult? And we had like a pretty big disagreement on that. That's right. People should go back and check that one out. That was, yeah. a, that was a good one. I think that yeah. was like one of the first, like in October. Yeah, I think you're right. Jeez. So if you're showing them, there's only so many houses. So let's assume you've done the buyer consult. You feel like you've gone and narrowed down. You go out the first time. And when you go out the first time, they have to narrow it down to four at the most, at the most. Like once you hit five houses that you're seeing at one time, they'll forget. It'll be confusing, whatever. And if one of those four houses are not the house, and oftentimes you're right, like it's the first one because we've done Mm -hmm. such a good job Mm -hmm. of helping them figure out what it is that they want. They know the neighborhoods. They've driven by the houses. The first time that we get there should not be the first time that they've driven by the house. Uh, Ideally correct. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Uh, Agree, agree. Now, there's a reality to the market that's going on right now. Of course, but they've also driven around like all over and lost houses and all this stuff. So they should know the location theoretically. Right, Right. Right. yes. So after, so your first time out, let's say you looked at four houses, none of them works. Well, we don't then just look at like the portal or whatever. We come back, we have a conversation. What did we learn 
about these four houses? What were we off about? Because by now I would have expected these were the choices. If the top four don't work, the bottom 20 don't work. So what is the problem? What did we miss? We go back and we basically do a consult again. Now, if we do go out again, we've chosen the top four. So assuming again, if the top four don't work, the rest of them don't work either. And they still don't find a house. There's something off. It's either my ability to communicate or understand them. And maybe that's, that's likely the point where I would be like, there's something off. What is it? If we can find it, fine. If we can't find it, then it's like, let me bring in a partner here. You're tapping out. Yeah. You're tapping out. Now, let me ask you, in as many years as you've been in this business, what percentage of buyers end up buying the exact type of house they say they want when they first sit down with you? No, they don't. That's why you do the consult because you have to be like, okay, well you want, I mean, this exact thing just happened to me the other day. It's clients that I, that I know that I'm friends with or whatever. They said, we want a three bedroom, two bath. And I was like, okay, tell me about that. <laughs> and we're talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, okay, what if it was the perfect location, but it was only two bedroom, one bath. They were like, we would do that. I was like, great. That's actually more in line with your budget and the area that you're looking Mm -hmm. and like helping them. I mean, the conversation went a little bit further than that. Right. But like helping them understand in the conversation. Now, sometimes people do need to actually see houses because they're like more visual or whatever, but like a lot of people, if you bring up scenarios to them like that, like, what if this, then that, what if this, like, why do you need a big yard? Like, this is what it means to live on a hill. Like, right, <laughs> right, right. Are you sure you want to? No, I just think agents, I mean, my experience is this. I, I can be as particular as I want. And of course, I'm always saying, you know, we're trying to get the bare minimum. If they say they need four, but they take three, then, then we're operating on three, right? right? And as a minimum. So obviously all of those things. But what I find is people learn about what they want by being in houses often. That they, they can will also change learn information by asking questions, you asking them questions. Some and so I think like as a general rule overall, as agents, we are nervous to like ask questions and like because we feel like it's being pushy and we think we're gonna lose the client. But here's the thing: you show them more than 10 houses, you go out more than like three or four or five times, you're losing the client. You've lost them. I don't think it is. It can be a reflection on the agent if the agent isn't showing up in a professional way, in a proactive way, but it's not necessarily a reflection of the agent, particularly in this market. We, I have clients that are homeless right now. I sold their house yeah, and they need to buy a house on the west side or northwest side of town. You know about these guys because I've shown a house of yours that didn't yeah. work and they are flexible. They are reasonable. Well, that's different. Are they putting in offers? Yes. That's different. That's, I don't think that's what we're talking about here. I'm talking about people that like where they're not putting in offers. Yeah. If they're putting in offers and they're losing, that's totally different. At that point, you'd be like, okay, which are our top neighborhoods? Let me do some circle prospecting around there and see if there's somebody, or let me like pull a list of the agents that have sold houses there and the listed and sold houses there within the last six months. And let me see if they have anything coming up. I mean, there's additional proactive things that you can do for those people, but that's not, I mean, we're talking about people where they're not placing offers. You're talking about people that may not be a 10 out of 10 unmotivated to buy. 
Yeah, probably. Right. Guess probably. I think that's or the they're thing. just not clear what they really want. Either they don't know, or they're not communicating it. I just feel like action breeds clarity. And so sometimes it's a matter of getting out there with people. You're right. I'm not showing 20 houses to people. I will know when, look, they're just not buying a house. This is unreasonable. Well, we will have a conversation. Like, I don't think I can help you. I don't think what you're looking for exists. And I don't want to jeopardize our relationship or friendship by continuing to make you believe that it's out there. So we either need to readjust or whatever. So I will have the hard conversation, but I do believe them getting into houses is how they uncover and discover what they want, not by a conversation, because we can sit around a round table all freaking day long yeah. and they think they want this, but until they see that's not possible or it's not out there or, oh my gosh, we never thought about that actually, as it pertains to this, you know, do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. And I think there's some people like that, but I think it does begin with the deep conversation. It does begin with the conversation. It does begin with you pushing them and creating scenarios for them to challenge what their belief systems are because yeah. a lot of people are told certain things or they believe certain things or like they have to have this. And it's like, we're the experts. We're the ones that really know like what's out there and what's available. And especially if there are friends, I mean, there's been times yeah. where I've had a friend that wants to buy a house and she's like, no, I don't want to live in that part of town or whatever. But then everything she said, it was like, this is your house. And she was like, I don't want to live in that part of town. I was like, we're just going to go look at it. And then we go and they're right. like, I love, love this house. I'm yeah. like, I freaking know. I know you <laughs> right, love this right, house. Right, right, right. And I think it's, oh, had I not pushed her, mm-hmm. she would have not ever looked at it. So sure. I just want to like, make sure that people understand it's okay to push. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be like, let me show you the reality of what you're asking for. Like, are you willing to come up in your budget if you really want this? Mm-hmm. Or are you willing to go further out if you really want this? Or like- How important is this? Yeah. yeah. And just creating the scenario of like, hey, look, every single buyer, every single buyer, it's down to like two houses. One is the perfect house, no location, or like whatever their hot buttons right, are. Let's just right, say their right. location and price. One's a perfect house and it's Bad a terrible location. location. Yeah. What's that? Yes, I'm agreeing. Like bad location, perfect house, or opposite. Or the yeah. opposite. Yeah, right. like it's the greatest price. The right. lo- or like the location is good, but it's like not whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So sure. like creating that really helps them because they'll give you like this whole long lit. This is probably why I don't work with buyers. Forget. <laughs> <laughs> You're just realizing this 15 minutes into this conversation. <laughs> Frustrating. I know. I know. I I do think here's where you and I agree. Agents don't consult enough. They're too afraid to push. That's and the same thing with the listing agreed. too. I mean, we're talking about pre, do you pre-qualify hundred percent of the time? I can name on one hand, the number of agents that do. You're hundred percent right. And there is the message. I think probably the most important message of this conversation. Now, what your standards are underneath that is sort of up to you, but as long as you are leading, it's leadership question. And agents don't lead during the process. They get led. They have a little dog collar around their neck and the clients have the end of it and they're dragging them around freaking town seeing houses. Now I'm not an advocate. I call them Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tart agents. That's right. So like if somebody calls you, they're not even a client. They're just like some random and they're like, I want to see this house. And they pop up and go show them the house. Yeah. Let's go. Freaking set the, set the buyer consultation. Now, if they won't set it with you, don't, I mean, right. you're going to lose them. Use right. Somebody else. Like you don't want to work with that person. 
Yep. It gives me a headache just thinking about it. I know. I know. It's true. And I think that's where you and I do agree that we need to be leaders. I just, I also am maybe a little bit more patient in the process. If I believe more patient. they are still- I don't even have to spell patient. I know you don't. <laughs> if, as long as they are highly motivated, it's when I begin to question whether or not they're actually going to buy that that's when I'll cut it off. Yeah. You know, I'm done. So, I mean, to find out if people are motivated, it's like, you know, what would happen if we didn't find a house? Right. Like, that's okay. We would just stay put and we would do an addition. Okay. okay. Good to know. Why don't Bye. you do that? <laughs> yeah. Because this market in particular is hard. You're going to pay top dollar. You don't even agree on what you want between the two of you. Like, this is not going to end well. Well, I always say that you could tell if people are going to get divorced by helping them find a house. Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Because <laughs> how they communicate. Have you ever said each other like, is like, why are you guys what? married? Have you ever asked anybody, like, are you going to be remaining married in this house? Well, I haven't asked, but like, we've done sort of like a wager in our brain, right? Yeah. And then, yes, they, that, you could tell. That's hilarious. After All a few right. Years. Well, shall we go back to our corners? Yeah, I need a break. I need a break too. Damn. <laughs> We're going to take a short break and hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we're going to have the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. All right, welcome back. Now, Jen, before we ring the final bell and before we have our final word here, did you take this to the street? Do we have a tiebreaker? Like what's on tap there? Yeah, we did. Of course, P agents are more like you. It's so frustrating. They're like, well, I would never fire a client and I'll show them for 10 years and they'll buy a house eventually. Yeah. Cause you don't know how to do math. <laughs> agents are not good at math. They're I don't know not. why they're not good at math. This is your own business. Get good at math. It's not hard. It's actually the easiest subject. Right. Now, what do you mean by they're not good at math? Explain. Because their dollar, like if you look at your dollar per hour and the amount of time that you've spent with them, you're actually not making any money after a certain point. So like you need to figure that out. Plus you have opportunity costs. So while you're showing them, what are you not doing? Maybe you're not feeding into your family. Like maybe, you know what I mean? Like you could mm -hmm. be spending time with your family and doing that. Maybe you're not lead generating what you're not doing anyway. <laughs> Do that. Words from Jen. Words <laughs> from Jen to live by. Right on. All right, Jen, make your case in a minute or less. I don't even remember the question. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so many tangents. I'm fired up today. Uh, Listen. Yeah. How many houses? How many houses? I say, if I'm going to give a number, I'm going to say less than 10, which is like less, like three times or less out going out. Okay. Ish. Okay. Have you ever they shown anyone faith more in than you 10? And the process, huh? Have you ever shown anybody more than 10 houses? I don't think I've ever shown anybody 10. Okay. Well, you also don't do a lot of showings. I don't do a lot of buyers, no. And I push them because, you know, I mean, you know, I don't like to drive. I, I know. So if they haven't been out there or they're just like, 
well, this might work. It's like, well, what about it might work? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk to me about this kid, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. All right. What you, what do you got? I just, I, I work less on a number and more on ensuring that I'm working with a motivated buyer and I don't fault them for, now, I'm not showing them 20 freaking five houses. Like there's, there is a cap for me, but I'm not so concerned about four or six or eight or 10 as I am. Do these people really want a house? My, my homeless buyers, they freaking are going to buy a house. Right. And the fact that I've been running them uh, around town and, you know, they've only written on one because the other ones weren't right. They just weren't. And I agree with them. Right. But it's a hard market. So we're just kind of like, it's the wild west and we're freaking cowboys getting on our horses and going out and checking it out. Right. You need a new horse. And, and I'm with them. This is not their fault. They're not doing right. anything wrong. They're willing to lower their expectations. It's just a tough market. So I'm not going to cap it because I would have fired them already, which I, I'm not going to do because they're going to buy a house and I want to help them because they have six kids and I don't want them on the street. You know, so that's so I don't know. Too it's many just, kids. Toe to toe tip number ten. Don't have <laughs> not so many kids. So anyway, that's it. All right. All right. I think that's gonna have to be the the end of our battle today. What do you think? I think it is. Do you guys? How do you guys feel about this? What's you? What's your standard? And did you hear anything today that might help you adjust your standard or do business in a little bit more efficient way? Because that's what it's all about. Yes. All right. um, Also, too, Monica, I'd like to ask if you like the podcast, if you could rate it and um, provide a comment, that would be awesome. We're trying to reach more agents and um, help more people. Yeah. So share it, like it, subscribe to it. I don't know. Turn it off. I'm putting a lot of um, bonus content too on our toe to toe Facebook page. Perfect. So if people want to go and subscribe to that, there's some really good extra interviews. We've got some great interviews with great agents. And guys, I don't know about you, but that's how I learn. I'll always grab a nugget from listening to another agent and how they do business. And sometimes those nuggets stick and they are business like changers, you know? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, Marty Mart. I'll see you next time. Bye, Monica. Bye. Well, hi everyone. I'm here with Cindy Enderly. Hey, Cindy. Hey, good morning. Good morning. And um, Cindy is with EXP Realty, uh, serving Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. We've done a ton of deals together, Cindy, over the years. How long have you been an agent? Uh, 29 years. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. So I wanted to talk to you because on the Facebook page, we kind of got in a big fight about this. So you're the uh, tiebreaker on this, okay? No pressure. But okay. how many houses are you showing before, like, you either, like, like, what do you, yeah, I don't know. Just tell me how many houses you show buyers and kind of, like, what your process is. Well, I can tell you that when I was first in the business, mm-hmm. I would show and show and show until I was exhausted. Mm. And <clears throat> I've had, I had one particular buyer that I actually fired. You did? Because, oh, I did. It really made me step out of my comfort zone. I'll tell you that. I bet. Um, they you got that written, Midwestern NAS. You're NAS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had written five offers for them. Wow. And we would write them. And just before that they would go to do their inspection, they would cancel. Why? So I, I think I was their entertainment. Oh. 
So I basically said, you know what, I'm done mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm not going to work with you anymore. I wish you the best of luck. And they said, well, could you refer me out to somebody? I said, absolutely not. Wow. And I said, why? And I says, because you're not serious. What'd they I say? Said, they, they looked at me dumbfounded, honestly. I wonder um, if they'd been doing that. That seems weird though, right? I had worked with them for about six, eight months. So it was a long time. That's a long time. Um, now, you know, I set everybody up with their search. <clears throat> and when I do so, I don't give them just the multiple photos. Okay. I give them the gallery. And the gallery is so, like, just like the bigger pictures. It's all of the pictures. It's yeah. up to 50. Nice. Okay. So they get them all. They know if that house is going to work for them before they even touch the front door. That's good. So basically what happens now is I might show three to five. Perfect. And I'm done. How do you get them like down to that? You know, like, so you, it sounds like you're not setting them up on like an automatic portal. It doesn't sound like either. They do get, you know, I set them up with their criteria. Okay. And they, as the listings hit the market, uh-huh. they get them before I've even seen them. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. But they have, thank you. They have the photo gallery. Mm-hmm. So basically they say, you know what? I've gone through all these. I've done what you asked me to do, do an A pile, a B pile. These okay. are in my A pile. Could we go look at these? And how so many usually is that? Hmm? How many usually is that in that A pile? Like, do you have to get it, help them narrow it down from there? No, because I do ABCs. Okay. So C's, we're not going to look at it at all. B's are backup. A's are absolutely, I must see. And that's usually three or four. Gotcha. Cool. And they buy one of those three or four. That's nice. Are you doing also like a consultation or anything um, ahead of time also? I consult over the phone. I don't necessarily meet. And I wouldn't suggest that for newer agents. Mm-hmm. Um, I suggest that they sit down, meet with a client, get to know who they are. For me, I've been doing this for 29 years. So right. I have, these are referrals. Right. So I trust the people that I've worked with to send me people. That are that, right. Number one, they trust right off the bat. Right. Number two, I'm not concerned about who they are because they were referred by a client. Yeah, that makes sense. That does bring up a good point. Like a buyer consultation is good for not only checking motivation, but for safety reasons too. So that makes sense. Right. Awesome. Well, I, I think that I'm trying to, I think you're on my side, team Mertland, maybe let me clarify. It's a little dicey. So if they want to see more than the a pile or whatever like they didn't put a contract in like how do you determine from there have you ever like do you always continue working with people or are there times where you like make a decision like okay you always continue the only yes and and the reason why I say I do that is because if we've gone through three to five houses yeah and clearly it's not what even I thought it was right because you can do a lot with pictures. Yeah. We can go through our B pile. Yeah. And pick our A's out of the B's. Yeah. Knowing now what you know those. about pictures and the people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and I mean, it's all about schooling the buyer right up, right up in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you have to set the expectation. You have to set the, you know, figure out what their goal is because if their goal is, well, I don't really need to be anything until August of next year, you've got to tell them there's no point in looking now. Mm-hmm. But if I found you something now, would you purchase it? Oh, yeah, I would. Um, the ones that you have an issue with, there are the ones that are under a lease. Right, that's true. So unless they've got a home buyer clause or something like that, or you've got a really le- nice landlord, they're stuck till August. Yeah, that's true. That so makes sense. That lease is yeah. Yeah. I don't so, think you're exactly team Mertland. You might be in the middle. You don't like to show a, a, you don't feel the need to show a lot of houses unless there's an actual need. Right. But like, right. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe Can, that's I more Monica. Can I be a neutral? Yeah. You're neutral. Be neutral. You're in Switzerland <laughs> today, Cindy. <laughs> you know, it, it always depends on the buyer and the market. True. That makes sense. So I can say that in the past three years, three to five would be probably the max that I show. Yeah. Okay. Especially now, if they see one that they like, they're writing on it right now. Yeah, we got to go gonna now. Move it. Right. No, yeah. you're right. That makes sense. So sometimes I only show one. Right. <laughs> Which is you awesome. Know? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it certainly frees up my time. Exactly. But, uh, you know, it really depends on, especially if there's client needs such as handicap accessibility or something like that, you've got to show until you find them what they need. Yeah. So again, client needs. That's true. That makes sense. All right. Well, thank you for being on and being our neutral tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on both your sides. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, Cindy, have a good one. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.